Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the She vs. World podcast. It's your girl, Danielle, here. You all are in for a treat with a capital T with this week's episode. Now, this is one I had so much fun recording. I think when you listen to it, you can actually hear how much joy me and today's guest had just getting to hang out and chat. We have become fast friends in the short amount of time that we've known each other. I think it's because we were both in this entrepreneurial space. We're very much like-minded and I just had a blast. Today's guest is Christina Bartold. She is the co-founder of the Social Snippet Social Media Agency. She is an extremely, extremely smart and savvy business gal, and she is telling us everything we know about, need to know about social media. Christina is giving us some real talk advice that we need to take as business owners about our own social media as it relates to our business. She's also talking a lot about what it's like to build a business with a partner and also diving into one of my favorite topics of community. Community guys, we can't have businesses without community. It is not just about selling a product or service. It is about the people that hug us and surround us, whether they are our customers, whether they are our friends, whether they're strangers on the internet. Community is really, really key. And as Christina says, we got to party where our people are. So she's going to help us find our people. Can't wait to dive into today's episode, but before we do, I want to give a huge shout out. We received the sweetest review for the She vs. World podcast from Tara. Tara, thank you, girlfriend, so much for writing this. This is the most educational, empowering, enriching podcast I've ever listened to. OMG, I'm blushing. Danielle is clear and concise, yet relatable and well-spoken. I can't recommend this podcast enough. Wow. Wow, you, Tara. Thank you so, so, so much. This is, I'm like giggling right now reading this. I haven't read this whole thing yet. Um, I'm so touched. I'm so grateful for it. And people like you, Tara, who leave reviews, help us grow the show, help us make the community what it is today. And what did I just say? Community is everything, right? We got to party where our people are. So let's keep partying here, fam, at the She Versus World podcast. Let's keep building the table, having the conversation, supporting in women in business. And I can't think of a better person to exemplify women in business than today's guest, Christina Bartold. She's going to drop all that social media knowledge for you. I hope you guys love this episode as much as I loved recording it. Welcome to the She vs. World podcast, because being a modern woman balancing a career, business, friendships, relationships, family, oh, and our own needs can sometimes feel like it requires superwoman level powers. I'm Danielle Stead-Blanton, athlete turned corporate attorney who left my completely unfulfilling career in a male-dominated industry to disrupt the space and build the table for women leaders in the health and wellness worlds to thrive. I've teamed up with some of the biggest household names from their starts and through their massive growths by providing business legal and operations consulting services, while also being their number one hype gal and sometimes the dose of tough love that only your best girlfriend can give you. On this show, I'm sharing everything I've learned along the way, both the practical business lessons to help your business thrive and the tough life lessons that ladies, we are just not talking about enough and need to be. And of course, I'm handing the mic off to some of the most inspiring and powerful women in our industries to share their stories and lessons too, because together we can conquer it all. Okay. So Christina, we were talking offline about basically what you were referring to as a magic bullet that there really isn't this one magic bullet, one size fits all that's going to make your business 
social media blow up or convert or exponentially expand your reach. It is really this phrase you said, what is your reality? What are you able to invest in it? And that was such a mic drop. So I would love for you to kind of talk about that, being a social media manager, running an agency. Talk to me about the magic bullets that you're hearing people talk about or you're seeing people ask for. Mm. Firstly, Danielle, I just want to say thanks for having me because I I think there's so much alignment in what we both talk about. And when you said magic bullet, I couldn't help but think about the blender. Um, so I was a bit worried that <laughs> I missed the mark on something. But I <laughs> but I do think that as business owners, we're often looking for a quick fix, the magic bullet that's going to change our business forever. And I think we see lots of coaches out there promise us these transformations and promise us these, you know, multi six figure years and 90 days, you know, and the truth of social in particular is that it's not often possible. And when I see people come to me and, and I'm so blessed to have so many amazing clients and an incredible team. And when I see people come to me and they say, you know, Christine, I really want to be on TikTok and uh, I want to go viral. You know, I have to ask mm. some serious questions around, you know, why, why do we think virality actually equals anything in your bank account? Um, what do we actually think that that's going to do for our business and how will it happen? And when we look at content, right, like, like on TikTok, on other platforms that we're looking for, for success in there, like there's often a, like a huge amount of value in terms of uh, like almost stage production, right? Like people are using videographers they're using like high quality products and, and on items in, in ways we never have before. And is that your reality right now? Is that the stage of your business where you're in, where you're going to hire a videographer or you're going to get crafty with a DSLR and you're going to be making three to five TikToks a day? Well, maybe not. So if that's not your stage, where can we build your community so that it actually converts to sales and builds your audience long-term rather than that, you know, quick TikTok that might get that hundred thousand views or, or whatever, but won't actually convert you to your email list, convert to sales in, in whatever your business is. Oh my God. You said the funniest thing about like produced with the DSLR camera as I'm looking at a very nice DSLR camera that I have on my desk that I bought for myself like three years ago, but kind of when we were on the cusp of like super produced content versus really organic content. And I was like, mm. I'm going to be shooting all of this. And I'm going to be having these really high quality pictures and I'm going to just, you know, grandiose ideas. Ask me how many times I've used this camera. Maybe I can count on one hand. And every mm. time I look at it, it's it's almost like this relic of like, it's the lesson I had to learn, you know? <laughs> I love that. Well, actually, it was funny. I, I talked to one of our clients recently who was amazing and she wanted to start a podcast and we were chatting and she's like, I think I want to have a, like a video podcast. Like, will you teach me how to, you know, take a, take a video? And I was like, girlfriend, you're <laughs> having trouble editing Instagram captions at this time. I don't think a DSLR and a lapel mic is going to be the reality of the situation we're in today, right? So I think it's like, I, I, we've all been there. We've all made purchases. I bought, I bought a, a thing off a TikTok ad, one of those Pivos. Um, they're like the cameras that like move with you. Yes. And I, I needed it. I, this was going to change my content game. That thing sits on my desk every single day. And I think to myself, that did not change my content game. I, that, because I never, I didn't need it. That's not actually what I needed. Right. And so, yeah, it's, we all have that, those pieces of equipment that aren't necessarily it, uh, but, you know, gave us some hope at some time. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Okay. So before I, I want to ask the big question of like, what do we need? I think we should take a step back and I would love for you, Christina, to introduce yourself because I have mentioned already that you're a social media manager and I should say expert, but I would really love for everyone to get to know you a little bit better. So let's rewind. And could you please give us your amazing introduction? Tell us how you got here and give us some of your, your life story and, and mad wisdom. Oh, well, thank you. Hopefully, hopefully I have some mad wisdom in here, but, um, so, (laughs) so I'm Christina Bartold and I am the CEO of the social snippet, which is a a digital marketing agency based outside of Toronto in Canada. And we focus on helping entrepreneurs build their digital communities online. And so, uh, me and my business partner, Maria, who's the absolute best, um, actually started out in this quite honestly, I finished university and I did you know, my degree in something completely unrelated, um, my master's degree in conflict resolution, um, doesn't come up as often as people think it, it does. Uh, and I started to do some freelance social. It came pretty natural to me. And I was working with an ed tech company while I was working at the university and I loved it. I loved social and I could so easily, and I'm sure you feel this too, Danielle, in your zone of genius, like I could so easily build out strategies for people on social. I saw Mm. the impact that social made in people's businesses. Mm -hmm. So I did that for uh, a number of years. And then COVID hit, and I was still working at the university at the time. And um, I COVID hit, and I was doing a lot of leadership coaching and stuff through my job at the university. And so I was like, oh, like people have all this time. Like they probably want to do some personal development. I'm going to start a personal development kind of business. And I was doing Myers Briggs for people, which is a personality assessment. Um, I was doing a lot of like one-on-one coaching and became a certified coach, like all of these things. Loved it. And Maria was my VA. And what we were noticing was that every single one-on-one client I went like worked with left with a side hustle. Like every single one. I was building out like content plans with them. I was, you know, they were coming to me about personal development. We were talking about, hey, do you read Brene Brown or do you read Rachel Hollis? And I'm like, what about your side hustle? Like what's your passion and your dream? <laughs> and I was able to, you know, see their dreams and bring them to fruition online. So shortly after that, I begged Maria to start this with me as another side hustle. I was like, I think my personal development thing has run its course. We were pretty locked up in Canada for a while. And then now now we're back out. So people were kind of losing like interest just because people were allowed outside again. And uh, so we started the social snippet just as like truthfully, you know, like a side hustle. Like I was like, this is like, I have a great cushy nine to five. I'm like, you know, so happy here. Mm-hmm. And it was like the day we started it, I knew it was over. Like I was like, anything I know about Cushy has gone as of today. And I spent about a year still working at the university. And then I went all in and we've been all in kind of ever since. Um, we have over 50 clients. We do social media strategy, uh, done for you services. We have some courses. Um, and then we also do podcasting for folks. So kind of full service. And what I love, love, love about what I do is that we focus really heavily on helping entrepreneurs build their digital communities online. And what that means is not focusing on the algorithm, not focusing on latest trends. It's about building a sustainable business online and what that can look like. So that is what we do kind of in a nutshell. And and I have an amazing team that supports our over 50 clients and uh, we, I love our clients. I could say something really great about every single one of them. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be doing this work because I think it's so easy in social media to get lost in the noise. And that's why intentionality in this space is more important than ever. Oh my God. I love how you talk about how it's gone from this. Like we all had these side hustle dreams, things that just we like loved to 
the second I did it, I knew that's where I was supposed to be. And I think that Mm -hmm. that feeling is so authentic and and a lot of us have it and we can't ignore it. We have to be like, oh, this is actually what I was put on earth to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, and I don't know how familiar you are uh, with Chris and Lori Harder. I talk about them all the time. Um, But Lori Harder always says like, if you have this dream and it was put on your heart, it was put on your heart for a reason. And I like, I have a, like a master's degree in conflict resolution and leadership. Like I'm not like, I, I never was like, I'm creative and I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't know an entrepreneur in my family. Like it was like, I've always been, I had an amazing job. That was my dream job. If you had asked me 10 years ago what I wanted to do, I was in that job, loved it, saw no end in sight. And it was legit that day. I remember it was May 21st. I was like, I remember visualizing an office. Like I remember seeing myself like working in a different space. Like I just saw my life so differently. And I, and that's only been almost two years. So it's like, I can only imagine what the next two years will bring. So if anyone's listening and they're like thinking about making a leap and they have something that's like burning for them, like that burn is there for a reason. Like it's not, it's not, not everybody has it. Like not everybody has it for everything, but if you have it, it, that's something to, to lean into. I love that. I couldn't agree more. And I love Lori, who I've known forever. And mm. I remember like doing a meditation with her probably like five plus years ago and and like hearing that. And and that's like such a, that's such a concept that stuck with me forever. Um, the other thing that's really stuck with me is something you said about building sustainable business online. So mm-hmm. almost everyone who's listening to this has a business that is some sort of hybrid online service provider provider, in-person service provider, but ultimately we rely on social media, online presence, all of that. And I think we think that kind of, you were talking about earlier, like virality is the key. I think we think that followers is the key, but I know, and you know, none of that really matters. So Mm -hmm. if you were to say, what are your top three things that actually do matter? to building a sustainable business online and growing a community online. Cause I think at the end of the day, that's what we all actually care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could talk about this all day as well. Uh, <laughs> hard to narrow down to three for you. Go. <laughs> the listeners are like, I, I've got to go. Um, <laughs> so a few things. So the big thing I think is about, about community is that it is something that people are going to buy into your energy. So there are people who do, and this sounds woo-woo, it's not really, but it's like, there are people who will do the exact same thing as me, who have lower prices than I do. And will, people will still choose to work with me because they're choosing to work with me, right? Like that's that's something that people cannot, like you can't change that. Like, you know, I can't fake being you as awesome as I think you are. You can't fake being me. Like, it's like, that's our, like, that's our secret sauce. So I think one of the biggest pieces I think in building community that I think is so important and often overlooked is that people forget that and they forget that they are their own secret sauce and that the more that you can portray how you're different and why somebody should want to work with you, like the more impactful that can be that you're attracting your ideal client. So things like Instagram stories, things like reels, like things where you can actually show off your personality. That's even why I say things like webinars work really well, like where you can get like, especially if you're someone who's dynamic about your craft, that is the number one thing I would say is like the first thing about community is that they're buying in into you. The second thing I would say about building on a community online that's sustainable is like, please ignore the fads. And I, 
I, we all fall into it. We like, you know, I have been there too, where, um, and I, this, my recent example of this was, um, text marketing because, um, Jim and RT from FFM fast foundations, they're like obsessed with text marketing. And, you know, Chris and Lori will be like, Oh, you get like a 96% open rate and all of this stuff. And so I was like, I need to like, I need to start a text list. Like I'm going to start one. I got a bunch of people on my text list. I never text these people. Never. Like they never hear anything from me. And the reason is, is because I just don't have the capacity to actually think about a text marketing strategy. And I would love to, and I think there's actually something there. And I think in the future, this is going to be a big piece of what we offer, but it's not today. And what I did there was I bought into a fad. Uh, luckily, it wasn't a too expensive fad because there are, are other ones that are more expensive. But, you know, I I was just excited about what other people were doing. And I, I thought, oh, maybe that'll work for me too. And I think there's nothing wrong with trying things. And I think, you know, we're all inspired by other people. We're all influenced by others. And, and that's the beauty of the online space. But making sure that, like, whatever choice you're making and whatever you're pouring into is something that actually works for your business. And it's not something that works for my business or for Danielle's business. It's something that works for your business and it's something that your clients want. So even like we found this a bunch of times where I've asked like our clients, Hey, is this something you want? And they're like, Oh no. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. I thought you'd want that for sure. Because I know another social media who does this and makes six figures off of it, but that's not what my audience wants. So I think, you know, recognizing fads and being able to think about, you know, what um, is for you and and what's maybe not. And the third, oh, sorry, go ahead, Danielle. Okay. So let me ask you about fads as it relates, and this is maybe like, tell me if we're going to come back to this. Fads as it relates to like a concept like text marketing versus fads as it relates to like trending content. Mm. We can come back. Yeah. So I... No, no, I can answer that for sure. So I think the the trending content piece, it's like we kind of got to play the game a bit, you know? Like mm-hmm. I I think, you know, don't make it your whole life. Don't like spend hours and hours. There's that t- there's this TikTok trend. We did it. But you know that I don't know if you you remember it or you saw it now that one where it's like like it, it was meant for me like my husband if I was a color, if I was a animal and then it has like it's like something like 400 images. Okay. Okay, so I'll I'll send you one after this. So and other people might know what I'm talking about. I'm I'm like old for TikTok, so I'm still even figuring (laughs) out how to use TikTok. So like, I'm just gonna nod and smile as you're talking. Keep going, keep going. (laughs) Okay, okay. So this is a fact. It wasn't that long ago. It was just a few months ago. But you know, my team, I was like, guys, we need to do this. And Marley, who's an angel on my team, was like, Christina, like. It's 400 photos. Like it, it would, it's going to take hours. And I'm like, no, like we're going to do this. Like I'm going to do it myself. It took me an entire day. Did, was there a return on that investment? Like if I thought of my hourly rate and I times that by the eight hours it took me to do that, like, did I, did I get that back? Like certainly not. Uh, was it super cute? Definitely. But you know, it didn't need to happen. So I think thinking about trending, like trending content and trending things you can do and ensuring that it like works for you is great, but like not spending too much time worrying about it because there's also like you jump on a trend too late. It's it's like you didn't even do it. Like it's like you're going to get no traction. Like, so it's, I think what's actually the, the like, not the magic bullet, but a magic bullet is like authentic content that like your audience wants to see. And you will only know what that is with time and and trial and error. So, you know, our audience loves talking head videos. They like love to see us talking about things. 
that's awesome and very good to know. Um, there are other people we've tried this with on our like on our uh, rotation of, of clients, and n- not so good, right? So the only way we can know is by testing. So I think if you're worried about trending content, like taking up too much of your life, like lean into the authenticity. But when I talk about trends, I also talk about things like in. I, I always say everybody needs an email list, but you know, everyone's like obsessed with all of these different things we need to be doing in our business to, to be sustainable. And I do think you need an email list. I do think these things like you do need them, but they can take time. Like they don't need to all happen in one go. And so I think that's the thing that can be so overwhelming is like, Hey, I'm going to invest a ton of money in a text list. I'm going to invest a ton of money in an email list. I'm going to, you know, try to buy myself into this or buy myself into that. And it's like, no, no, like let's, let's see what your audience actually wants and then build the plan from there. That's where I think a lot of us miss the mark is that, and it kind of goes not just with social, but it goes with product of like, Mm. Why are you offering something or doing something that you want to do when it's never been about you? Yes. And you say that to business owners, they're like, well, of course it's about me. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm living my dream. I'm doing what I want to do and people like it and it's not. And then you have to say like, but is it, does it work? And that's something I always ask my clients, especially when we're doing like financial reviews, which is probably similar to when you do like engagement reviews is I'm like, you have this service that you think is great but nobody is buying into it. Why are you holding mm-hmm. on to it? And it's probably very similar with you and people's content strategies where they're like, I love my content or I love how I'm doing this. And you're like, but nobody, nobody else does. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, and I find that actually a lot more with people who are very, and I, and I, the term that's coming to mind is closed minded, but I don't even mean that in a negative sense. That, but you're so in the weeds on your own business that you don't actually, you can't even speak your ideal client's language. So like we work with like a lot of medical professionals and I love them. And, and actually like what I'm so inspired by is that not, not a single one of them does it for anything but impact. And, but the way that when we do our first content meetings, I have to tell them people don't know what you're talking about. Like when you say this, that means nothing to the average person. So who, who are you selling to? Like other naturopaths, other like denturists, like other chiropractors? Like, no, you're selling to the average person. So that's actually the language you need to be using. And you need to be speaking to their problems, not your problems, not like what you know. And yes, establishing authority is, is important. But when you're so like creating such authority or you think that's what you're creating, you're, it's, it's actually polarizing. And I don't think you'll get the people that you think you're hoping for. I think that is such a smart thing that you just said right there is that a lot of people, you know, for example, I have a large client base of estheticians and they'll talk about skincare Mm -hmm. things. And I think I'm pretty smart, but then when you talk to me about skincare or health or certain aspects, I'm just like, huh? Like I, I don't understand. And it's because I'm smart in one sense, but not Mm -hmm. in your sense. And then I'm looking to you to educate me looking at you to be an expert, but if you're not speaking in a way that I understand, then it's just this giant, like it's the disconnect. And that's how I feel too, with talking to my clients about legal as I'm like, or, or even my community is I have to make it something just so digestible or, or it's just going to go right over their heads and their eyes are going to glaze shut. 
A hundred percent. And that's a huge thing with legal. Like we work with a, a lawyer who's actually our lawyer. And like, that's a huge piece of like what her mantra is, is trying to make the law like accessible to folks so that they understand like, you know, why should you incorporate? Like, why is that important? Like, why should you like have actual, like even she messaged me the other day and uh, she was like, Hey, like, don't forget about your partnership agreement with, with Maria. And both of us have been kind of like, like partnership agreement, like, Bleh. but we run a multi six figure business. You know what I mean? Like we need to protect ourselves, not, not only from each other, but right. Like these things, but like, until I hear from her, like, Hey, this is the impact this could actually have on you. Right. Like this yeah. is the impact it could have long-term. Like, that's that's the important stuff that I, I think people miss is when we're, we're talking about things in our own language, people don't un- actually understand like how that impacts them and why they actually need your services. So even Danielle, like you did this amazing session for us. And if anyone's like looking for a good speaker, Danielle's it, uh, Fast Foundations. And, you know, she talked to us about legal and I literally messaged my lawyer in that mess- in that call and I was like, hello my independent contractor, uh, like things are not up to date and I actually need this and I need this today. And like, you know, I'll buy it today, you know, but like, I was like, oh my gosh, you created a sense of urgency for me by just putting it in, in like layman's terms. But that's what we need to be doing on social as well is like creating transformation and urgency for folks, you know, by talking about it in the way that they understand, not the way that we want to hear it. Mm. I got a question for you that's a little off topic, but I'm so intrigued. You have a business partner. And I think that in this industry, so many of us are used to being solopreneurs. And we also are just like, we we feel like we're just so alone. So I feel like for you, that must be like one, incredible that you have a business partner. But two, it's also something you just said about protecting ourselves from each other. Like, Talk to me about how your business journey has been with you and Maria because I think a lot of people want to team up. I'm inherently a team player. I grew up playing team sports, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I love working with people. What is it like to work with somebody who is an equal with you versus somebody who, and you also have a whole team of employees and contractors. Can you speak to mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And you know, I, it's funny because whenever people ask me this, cause it's not uncommon for me to now for people to be like, oh my gosh, like you have a business partner. Like I want a business partner. Like that's so great. And I'm like, it's like you go pick one up at Toys R Us. Right, right? exactly. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I, there are very few people I would ever do something like this with knowing now what it takes. Um, And I have no regrets of doing it with Maria. And like, we're already like dreaming up our second business because, you know, we we have so many thoughts. But I, I will say that you should not have a business partner if you are not ready for someone to say no to you. Mm. And that's something that, and not that Maria's like, you know, over there with the, you know, rice stick being like, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, it is amazing because entrepreneurship, like when we pitch the entrepreneurial dream, it's about freedom. It's like, oh, like you get to make all your choices. You're your own boss. Like, yeah. And yes, I am my own boss, but like, no, I can't make all my own choices. And sometimes Maria does veto something I want to do or, you know, comes to the table with a better idea or, you know, like, and I would say for every one time that that's happened where I've been like, oh, like I wanted to do that. Maria said no. And that's annoying. 200 times she's taken an idea I had that was, you know, mediocre and made it exceptional. And so I think, I have so much respect for for Maria and our time together in that. And I think um, what's actually was a really transformational experience for Maria and I was about a year into our business, uh, we had a, an amazing client opportunity came up that was quite large and it was going to kind of change the way we had to do business. And Maria was like, well, do we even want to take this client? 
Mm. And I was like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Do we want to take this client? Like we're growing an agency. Yes. Like I want to be making this much money. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I like, hello, I thought we make money here. Um, we don't say no to money. And, um, Maria was like, oh my gosh. Like I, like in that conversation, she's like, I, I realized I don't think I want to run an agency. And I was oh, like, what do you mean you don't want to run an agency? That's what we do. That's like, that's our business. And she was so honest with me where she was like, I, I don't love client work because it, it causes me a lot of pressure. And I don't love like, um, you know, the, the team management stuff because like I'm so disconnected from the client work. And this seems to be like what you want to do. But what I want to do is I actually want to build our brand and I want to be, you know, building up our passive income streams. I want to be building courses. I want to be pouring into people in that way. And so we launched a course and it went really well and it was a great launch. And Maria did the launch and I, I was a supporting actress there. And, you know, she's a little supporting actress in our agency and, and we, but we have things that we both do. And, the, but those conversations are hard, right? Because in that moment, my initial reaction was so like, ah, like, what do you mean you don't want to like take on this huge client? Like, this could be so amazing. Like, wow. And she was very much like, I just realized like, I don't want to take on any clients. And like, now I know this. And like, so it's almost like our business is a bit split, which has made it easier. But I will say if people are looking to like collaborate in that way with somebody, like, yes, we didn't have a partnership agreement. I would recommend like, unless you are like thickest thieves, like I would recommend probably, you probably give the bigger recommendation on a partnership agreement. But I would say the bigger thing I would say is like, you need to have conversations about like, where this is going, like how, how you want to split up money. Like how, how do you want to make choices together? Because I'm laissez-faire with money. Like I'm very, I have high self-belief in our team. Um, you know, it's not uncommon. Like I made a joke. I was like, I think I spent our tax money. And Maria's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I think I may have done that. Uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I'm like, but it'll come back and it does and it's fine. But it's, you know, that was one of the things where it's like, you need to have those kinds of conversations where Maria is extremely frugal. And that's also been really helpful when I'm like, hey, can we invest $5,000 in this thing? And she's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, KK sounds good. You know, like, okay. so we, you have to find those balances. So I don't, I'm not sure. Did that answer your question, Danielle? I really love hearing that, that your experience is that because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. think that partnerships are like the most complimentary. And that's not to say you two have conflict. It's that no. you two complement each other in the like where maybe you're not the strongest or most disciplined she is and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But then personality wise, you two are are giving each other what the other person does not necessarily radiate. And so totally. I think that's really great. But I also love how many times you've said that like you have to sit down and make sure that this isn't just like two friends like wanting to have fun. This is like two adults wanting to build something that's profitable and impactful. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing what the future holds for it together, you know, like, and I think that's a big piece that, and that was where we kind of got at this impasse and it wasn't a negative impasse, but it was like, and Maria and I are both like, I would say pretty self-aware and we could have a lot of these dialogues and we've had moments where we're both crying on the phone. We've had moments where, you know, we're frustrated with the other person. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know if you're into human design at all, Danielle. Yes. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> so I'm a, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a manifesting generator. Same. Um, so Same. I'm already emotionally on my fourth business. Like I'm already like, you know, I love our agency. I'll probably always somehow work in it, but like, I'm already like, Oh, I'm think I'm going to buy a co-working space. Oh, I'd love to do Airbnbs. Like there's all these things I have. And, and Maria's a projector. So like Maria's wisdom is, is her gift. And she has, you know, we always joke. It says in the projector thing, she has three good hours of work in her. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm always like, is this in the three hours? I just need to like clarify like how we're doing with these three hours today. Um, but but as a manifesting generator, I could work on something I'm lit up for for 17 hours and be on phase. And so it like it was so many of these conversations we had to have where it was like, I like I'm obsessed with Maria. I have nothing but good things to say about her. Like I I'll talk about her until I'm blue in the face. But you know, we had to have conversations where I was like, hey, you work, you know, five hours on this and you hate it. And I work mm-hmm. 20 hours on this and I'm obsessed and I love it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that isn't how you should be using your energy. And that's that's hard. Or, hey, I noticed you had this interaction and that didn't go well. And her vice versa, her saying, hey, you said this. And like that didn't that didn't land the way I think you thought it did with the team. And so I, I you have to be open to these conversations and also open to what the future holds where you can be like, okay, like, you know, I, I see our business. I always saw our business multi-six figure. Like I always knew that. And she knew it too, but the way we thought about going about it, like she's like, I want to make that multi six figures in courses. I'm like, I have no interest in running courses. Like I don't care. Like I think they're so impactful, but I actually like love client work. So my multi six figures is coming over here. Right. So I think it's also about being on the same page about the vision and like checking in often. But I I do think the the legal element is key. And, and so that's definitely something on our, our list right now is like straightening some of those things out because like we also want to protect each other, like not from each other, but like if one of us had a sudden death, like these things that, yeah. you know, like you can't plan for um, or like disability or, or something like that. I just love your, you, you just come across as somebody who's very self-aware, but who's also very open mm-hmm. to feedback. And I feel like as a leader, you have to be, as a leader and someone in any sort of relationship, you have to be open to feedback and you have to be open to feedback that you don't agree with or feedback that's maybe a little harder than you thought it would be to stomach. And, um, it sounds to me like you have a really good grasp on that with your partnership. What about with your team? What is that like to Mm. to lead other people and how have you stepped into a leadership role? Mm. Yeah. So I think for me, I've always naturally been like, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but like in, in leadership, like, um, I worked in university like right out of graduating and like my job was leading student leaders and for years. And then I led people who led student leaders and then I led people who led people who led student mm-hmm. leaders. Right. So it was like always navigating. Um, and then the other work I did was student conduct. Right. So like navigating people in really difficult situations. And so I, I think that perspective brings a lot of perspective to it where it's like, you know, that's, I even said this to you before we got on, like no one's going to die from social media. Right. Like if they're like, like nobody, like, like I, not that I, I foresee, I'm sure there's, you know, definitely relations, but like, you know, Instagram's not going to kill anybody. So right. like if a post goes out late, it's fine. Like it's like things like that, that people get very worked up about it. I think like I'm, I'm level headed, um, which I think is, is my gift. I think one of the things that I find challenging, and I think this will resonate with some business owners is when you imagine your team, you imagine, I think like this like squad of people who are around you all the time. And when you work online, it's, it's not quite like that. And I have the most incredible team. I I love them. I do have a a squad of local people. Um, but a lot of my people aren't local or they're freelance or they have multiple competing priorities at the same time. So like, I'm not number one in their books of stuff that they need to be doing. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I've found to be the most challenging is when you're like, Oh, where are you? <laughs> like, like I need this um, because it's so different than corporate life, where you're you're working and you're sitting at a desk and pe- you're available to people all the time. So I think that has been really instrumental in me stepping into leadership is like being available to people and uh, also like recognizing that 
people have all these different things going on in their lives and um I, well, we're not, certainly not the center of it um but also trying to build team like that you know and something we try to do so much now is like just like pump our people up is like you know send notes send gifts like whether they're clients or team members like show them how appreciative we are that they are choosing to spend their time with us and but it's not easy it's not easy to do that when people are are roaming around the earth you know I lo- I really love your perspective because I feel like so many people act like okay you work for me even if part time even if 10 hours a week and they want and maybe this is an american thing and I'll be fully candid about that they want you <laughs> to like give them your firstborn child and you're like I work yes. 10 hours a week for you like loyalty to me is such an interesting concept in the workplace or I'm going to pay you like an independent contractor but I need you to commit you know, this and social media posting and this and that. And I, I really would love for you to say more about your approaches, gratitude, your approaches. I'm so stoked that you're spending 10 hours a week here. And mm-hmm. how has that been as a leader for you? Because I also will say a lot of people in this community are hiring on a very part-time basis. How do you balance that knowing you have competing interests, you, you know, your, your workers have competing interests, your workers have other things that they do. They have other companies that they work for. Maybe they have their own companies that they're building, but in those 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week or however much time they're giving you, how are you maximizing it? And then also how are you valuing them in that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's it's hard, I would say, but in a way it like it's all how hard we make it, you know, where I think one of the things that we do really well that I'm I'm proud of is that we pay our people really well and um and overpay them truthfully sometimes uh, like for hours that they don't even work um because we do package pricing so i'll say this this project i think takes 10 hours but i'm gonna pay you for 12 because they really want you to over deliver for the client and i've had many of our freelancers come back to me being like that took me eight and i'm like keep the four hours and see if you can do something for the client that will is gonna add value for them and i think that that level of investment and um autonomy and commitment, I think really shows our folks that like, we're excited about the future with them and that we're like, we're invested in in what they can do for our clients. And so I think when people are hiring, and I I totally agree with you about this whole firstborn child thing, um, because as somebody who's been a freelancer myself, right? Like, Hey, are you available? Hey, can we chat right now? I see this, right? Like that's just not the world that I operate in or work in. And so um, what I would say, my growing edge is uh, the fact that I don't have enough availability for the freelancers. Like when they have questions, like I would love to be able to do same day meetings and that kind of thing. And I'm working towards freeing up my schedule. But, you know, I think that level of like investment in our people, like it's, it's the little things. It's the Starbucks gift card when they do something really great. It's the like email saying, I see this and I want to share that with you. I'm huge into like a culture of sharing when people say good things about one another. And that seems like an easy, obvious one, but you'd be surprised where, you know, I'll send an email to to one of my freelancers. It was funny. Recently, one of my clients was like, Elena, one of my freelancers who's incredible, essentially works for us almost full time. She was like, she's essential to my business. Like she is essential to my business. I just want to check in that you're um, not going to change your rates in January, like just so that I can budget. And I'm like, oh no, we're not changing our rates. But like, that's great that she's essential. She's like, I can't even imagine what it would be like without her now. 
And I'm like, wow. And so I sent Alana this message being like, hey, like, I just want to let you know that this came up in, in my meeting with her. And I wow. just thank you so much for pouring in in that way. And her response was like, I had no idea that I was even being that impactful. I'm just being myself. Like, wow. I'm just showing up, right? So just that, like, as much positive affirmation that we can give our peeps in whatever way that they like to receive it. Like, I always like to ask them, like, how do you like to receive feedback? Like, mm. both positive and negative. But how do you like to be, like, affirmed? Like, do you like public Slack affirmations? Do you want a private message? Like, is a handwritten note what does it for you? Like, how do you want to do it? Because often I think as leaders and as people, like, we make choices from ourselves. Like, I like to be affirmed in this way. I like public recognition or I like this. And um, so I'm going to I'm gonna show up that way for that person because then they're going to like it. And it's like, no, no. Like when we're leaders and we're privileged enough to have our own team and grow our own team, we want people who are going to work with us who are like, oh my gosh, like I, like I would go to the ends of the earth for you. Or like, of course I'm going to take an extra 15 minutes to do that. Like I love that loyalty and, and I'm so lucky to have that in my team, but that was certainly earned. Um, and so I, I think that's the thing to keep in mind when you're working with like freelancers or working with teammates. And especially as you're bringing on people slowly, like how can you lean into them to help them get to where they want to be and, and kind of pour in, uh, pour into them? Because even like I asked them, I'm like, what, where do you see yourself? Like, what do you want to be doing in a few years? What skills do you want to learn? What kind of clients do you like li- working with? Oh, you're a foodie. We've got a restaurant. I'd love for you to work with them. Like, trying to find things that make work fun and engaging because your people are your like your greatest asset. I wouldn't I couldn't have an agency without people. I think that approach is like where I hope businesses are going, but I hope people mm. hear that cuz I think as business owners, especially when you make the leap from like a solopreneur to having your first team member, you almost don't even know who your first hire should be, you don't know where they should mm-hmm. be going, and then you don't know what to do with them, right? Because it kind of goes back to like Nobody teaches us how to be the world's best business owner. We're just thrust into it almost because we just want to be. And like Mm. you seem to have this really natural leadership grasp on working with people, which is also probably why your social media side of your business is so successful. But it's just, it's really refreshing to hear somebody's take of, of that, of coming from a place of gratitude and appreciation because I just, I, I feel like it is probably one of the biggest struggles that once we hit a financial milestone or some sort of like personal growth milestone, hiring is this huge hurdle. And I feel like you've actually handled it quite gracefully. So I, I will be reaching out to you privately for the, uh, the social snippet business hiring mentorship package. Do you guys have that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's my next business. Don't inspire me. Uh, <laughs> that's, your, that's your next business venture, please. <laughs> Oh my God. Could you imagine? I would love that. Yeah. But you know what? I think, you know, like it's one of those things too, where like it's, there's going to, it's messy, right? Like as much as I feel like we're getting to a point now where we've got it right. Like there were times we've had people who've worked with us that haven't been super happy. Right. And they've given us feedback and it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, oh, you would have liked more feedback on the front end. Oh, this, like, you know, I had a, a person who started working with us and she still works with us and she's awesome. And we had done something the same way for a whole year with a whole bunch of people. And she came on and she was like, I don't feel like well-equipped for this. Mm. And here are things that I feel like I need from you to be able to do it. And we were originally, right? It's so easy to be like, how dare you? Like, this is a you issue. If other people can do it, like you should be able to do it. And I had to check my own ego and be like, oh my God, like, yeah, that actually would be more helpful. And actually, I think that would enhance the quality of the work that's being done. And thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. We made the change immediately, right? Like, it's like constantly pivoting and being ready for that feedback. 
And also always having the like mindset of like your people likely know better than you do in your own business sometimes. And so especially the more you have people and the more that these people are in their zone of genius, like Lorena, who's our ops person, like she, like I'll go to her and I'll be like, oh, this should take this much time. And she's like, Christina, that's impossible. Like I've done it. You haven't. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Like, but being open to that, because I think it's so easy for us to be like, again, we, we came into this for freedom. We came into this to be leaders. We came into this to like lean into our zone of genius. And we also need to recognize that we're going to bring people on who don't want that for themselves. Like do not want that level of autonomy, but they still have zones of genius that are going to uplevel your business. So that's why I'm so big. I let my people like not let my people do what they want, but like in a big way, I'm like, you know better than I do. You think Dubsado is what we should use? Why? Oh, that's a good reason. Sounds good. Like let's, let's figure out what works together and um, really lean into their zones to make my business even better. Mm. I love that so much. So I want to, I mean, I could talk your face off about hiring all day, but I really want to talk your face off about social media more (laughs) (laughs) because I, I think what you guys do is so, is so authentic. And to me, like Mm. authenticity and value is really the only thing I care about at this point with businesses and business owners and the people I know and work with. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about was community. And I feel like we have heard this word community for so long, right? We, we kind of know what it is. We kind of have thoughts on it, but we don't really know how to build it or what to do with it once we even have it or we think we have it. And I would love to hear kind of your quick, because I'm sure you could literally give us like a whole TED talk on it. Talk to <laughs> me about your, your perspective on this word community, building mm-hmm. it, growing it, sustaining it, what new businesses are doing right, what existing businesses are doing wrong. I would kind of love your 360 view on all of it right now. Mm. Yes. So I think community is one of these things that people do not leverage enough to build their business. And so why I say that is because every business I've had, so this one and my previous coaching business, I built on my existing network. So I didn't, like at that point, I wasn't investing in masterminds. I wasn't meeting new people, uh, even though there's huge ROI on that for for us, at least there has been. Um, But really like was, hey, I do this. Like, you know, do you need this? And Mm. not even asking people, like really just showing up and doing it and doing it well. And I think the thing about community is your community are the people who are going to rally for you. And they might not even be the person, people who will like purchase from you. But they're the people who are going to make that intro for you. They're the people that are going to be your super fans. They're the people who are going to reshare your posts. They're Because the, even if they don't need something, they might know somebody that does and that's willing to do it and is excited about, about working with you. So even in my old coaching business, that was that was the thing was that I was, you know, kind of slugging along. Like I, I was selling out these little like mini masterminds doing Myers-Briggs with people. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start offering one-on-one. I was like, how on earth does anyone get a one-on-one client? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. And my friend was like, hey, I like, I know somebody who's looking for what you need. I So then I got a client from that. Then that client referred me to a second client. That other client referred me to a third client, right? Like that came from community. And so what I think business owners are doing is, is I think we're starting to all get wiser to the fact that follower numbers don't mean much. And yep. I, I'm not saying that if, yeah, like, I'm not saying if you've worked really hard and you got your 10 K and you're, you're super engaged, everything's going well, that, you know, that's all for not, it's not, 
you know, I think growing an audience is really important. You want to get in front of new people. Um, that's the purpose of lots of things like podcasts, all these things. But what I will say is that, you know, it does just doesn't mean as much for you to be trying to purchase followers or um, for you to be sponsoring expensive ads to be able to grow your following. Like people are wiser to the fact that someone has a hundred thousand followers, but eight likes on all their posts, right? That doesn't mean the same thing it did even a year ago, two years ago. What actually matters is engagement and having people who are in your corner and who are engaging with your things and are sharing your things and are excited about your craft so that you can build that authority. Because I want to be the person that when somebody thinks social media, or I guess, you know, leadership now, uh, but when somebody thinks social media, they're like, oh, you need to talk to Christina about that. Uh And, you know, you want to be that person when it comes to like the law, right? Like, or whatever, like, you know, like whatever people's niche is, you want to be that person that someone's like, oh, duh. Like you need, you need no, it's a no brainer for you to go talk to Danielle. And so that is actually about what building community is about is not only are you like pouring out to people about your own things, but you also want to be pouring back into your community and providing high value, providing connection for them, providing opportunities. Like whenever somebody DMs us and asks us a question, I answer it. You know, not to the point where it's like abusive and they're messaging us 24-7, but like, you know, when people are messaging and they're asking us like, hey, like I'm having a lot of trouble with like my reels, could you take a quick look? Yeah, of course. Like that's no problem, right? Like because you're part of my community and I want to pour into you. So our community is the people that are are surrounding and they're the people on our our platforms, our, in our, our networking groups, on our LinkedIn, wherever that is that are willing to vouch for us and help us build our business. And when we lean into those people over leaning into ads before leaning into even like things like TikTok, like things like that, like we want to be leaning into places where it's easy to build community. And that's why people have so much success with things like Facebook groups is like they build these really strong communities where people are obsessed and they're talking about everything and, you know, they're really engaged. Like we see less of that on TikTok. People, and I, I know for a fact because I have clients that do this, but like people use TikTok to funnel people back to Instagram because that's where oh, money's yeah. made. Yeah. So so I think that that's kind of my spiel on community is that I think when we're actually leaning into the people around us, like they'll lean back. So I got I to gotta ask you this quick question. Are Facebook mm-hmm. groups still a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not for me, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like I don't personally have one, but I, like so – it's all about the host. So I know people who are still raking in six figures from, from Facebook groups that they have highly engaged groups in. Depends wow. on who your demographic is. So when I think – I have a friend, Steve, who always says party where your people are. Oh. And uh, and yeah, and it's going where your people are and actually leaning in there, right? So for an older – and I'm putting older in quotation marks because I never want to put ages on these because people come after me. But like for an older demographic, like a Facebook group is a great place. We see this with our older clients, right? They love the Facebook. They're always commenting on Facebook. Like, that's awesome. For like a under 35 demographic, Instagram is probably best. And that's where we're seeing a lot of like you're capturing your people. If you're in a highly professional kind of, you know, industry, something maybe like you, Danielle, LinkedIn's an amazing place for you to be. Mm-hmm. And if you have a product-based business, or like, because I think that does quite well on TikTok, but if, you know, you're under 25, like... I still think people from TikTok aren't making money. Uh, I think they're really funneling people to Instagram. I think there's the rare people that are making money on TikTok. But like bringing people back to where you where you want them, like that's that's pretty key. I love this perspective because I feel like so many so many clients come to me and they're putting together like a an online course, right? 
I know you hate mm. online courses, but just bear with me. They're like, I'm going to do an online course. Do I start a Facebook group? And in my my like quick things, I'm always like, I'm not a social media person, but like, no. And so to hear you say that is like really genius because what you just said is like party where your people are. There are still so many people who use Facebook, like just because we we're so face deep in the like, what's the newest platform, the TikTok, the Be Real, the this, the that, that we yeah. don't even think that there's still literally millions of people that engage on this platform daily. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really love that perspective. Um, the other thing you mentioned is, is like really providing community value. How do you balance? Let me take a step back with that question. If if it was somebody who's a little bit less supported via team, how do you balance pouring into your community? How do you balance replying to those DMS of like, I need help with also, you know, I charge for this. And that's something I struggle with a lot is when people reach out to me all the time and they're like, I have a question. And it's like, of course you do. <laughs> so I think it's building systems in your business, right? Like it's building systems in your business that work. So for us, like we have a consultation rate typically and our consultation rate, um, it, it, I believe is 397 Canadian. And, you know, I, I get that that's not feasible for everybody. I also think it's, it's also dependent on what the kind of question is, right? If somebody like adds us immediately and then DMs us a question, you're not in my community right? You're not somebody who's like, who's pouring in, but I can't tell you how many times I like, so something I do all the time now. And like, this is, I don't know, controversial perhaps, but is anytime I'm in a new group, I like drop my Calendly link in and I'm like, book a 20 minute call if you'd like to chat about, about social. And people will come on and they'll be like, why did you do this? Like, I I have questions, but why did you do this? Are you going to pitch me? And I'm like, no, I'm never going to pitch you. You're never going to hear me pitch. I don't pitch. But you're now in my community and I want you to like experience the magic of what we like, what we do and how we do it. And if you know someone who like knows about social or needs social help, um, who will you think of? You'll probably think about us and hopefully, and if, if this works, but I can't tell you how many, how many referrals we've gotten from that. And that's not even our, like, I have people that I've done that with that have literally, it's turned into nothing, like nothing. And I've never heard from them again and nothing's even happened. But I have people where that's created amazing friendships where they've connected us with new clients, right? Like, so I think there's this balance to be had. I think in your situation in particular, Danielle, like it's like, it's not like, you know, this probably better than me. It's probably not wise for you to be giving legal advice via DM. But for me, it's like, it's pretty low barrier, right? Like, unless someone's like, Hey, can you go look at like, what's going on with my Instagram? Like I, what's 15 minutes to make a new connection for me? Like not that much. So I think it really depends on on your view of community, right? Where I really want to be of high value to people and I really want to be showing up. But I've definitely had people take advantage of that where people have been like, hey, like, you know, I have so many questions and they come and there's a list and nothing ever happens. But I've had success more times than that Mm. with making the connection and it turning into an amazing community partnership or somebody white labeling us or something like that, that it's, it's worth it for me to, you know, blow the 15 minutes or whatever, taking the time. What if you're a new business owner and you have 30 minutes a day to be spending online? Is that where you should be spending your time or where should you be spending your time? I would not be spending my time giving free advice probably, but what I would be using that time for is if I was a new business owner, I would be seeing what the questions are and I'd be tailoring my content towards answering those questions. So I would see, okay, hey, people are asking me about hashtags. Like this example I get all the time. People are like, our hashtag is dead. I'm like, no. And then they're like, oh, like why? And I'm like, oh God. Um, so then I have to explain it typically. But 
Are hashtags dead? I want to know. No. (laughs) No, they're not dead. (laughs) So hashtags, we need to think of them as as the SEO kind of of Instagram. So I think hashtags on Facebook, I do think are dead. Like I've never seen any use there. They're certainly not dead on TikTok if you're using TikTok. Um, And then on LinkedIn, you're supposed to use three. Um, But Instagram is a bit different than the other ones. Like TikTok and LinkedIn and Facebook, you would use hashtags that are quite general. But on Instagram, you want to be using more niche hashtags so you're actually bringing in your ideal client. So, you know, when you're posting, you're not actually posting like, so for example, for me, I wouldn't post hashtag social media agency or like anything like that. Um, I would be posting something like, you know, women freelancers or things like that where my ideal client might also use that hashtag. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So it's just a different, a kind of a different approach. Um. But yeah, people ask me all the time, like, are hashtags dead? And if I had 30 minutes, like, that wouldn't be, like, what I would spend my time answering all these DMs. But I would say, great question. I'm going to make some content on that. Keep an eye out. And and then I would leverage that, like, information because that's market research. And what I will tell any new entrepreneur is that there is nothing, like, bad and nothing – there's lots of good. But there's nothing – there's no such thing as bad information. So if you, like, post something and you get one like – your audience doesn't want that. Don't waste your time doing it for the future. You just saved yourself a whole bunch of time. But you post something else or you hear a, something that comes up through a DM and then you post it and it does really well or like it's a lot of saves or shares. Oh, that's good information, right? So I think using those opportunities with our audience where they're asking us those questions as really strong like market research tactics, yeah, I think that's gold. What about actual content itself? This is my last kind of like hot seat question. I'm kind of just throwing you these questions that I'm I'm like taking extensive notes on. Um, what about content? You know, like let's kind of go to this interesting discussion of like video content versus text content versus picture. Like how do you see people consuming content now? And like how have you seen it evolve? And then how do you feel like it's going to keep changing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think social media is always responding to us you know, uh, like people are always fighting the algorithm and they're like the algorithm, like it's coming after me. And I'm like, they only create these things because we want them. And we, we ask for these things. Um, so for example, like when, uh, actually this thing, I don't think we asked for, which is where they tried to change the dimensions of photos on Instagram. Yes. And then Kim Kardashian was like, no, put them back. And they put them back. That was a wise move. Um, because I think that would have, that might've killed Instagram. Um, <laughs> but because people don't like too much change, but I think where we're moving towards in the future is like watching the way that like the low, like newest generation of people is consuming content we know is video format. And we know like Instagram, you'll see it all the time. Instagram and TikTok are pushing like less than 10 second videos. Like, you know, and the TikTok algorithm, it sees how people respond to the first 10 seconds. And then, and then it goes from there. It's like, it's responding to short content that's visually appealing, that's informational, educational. So I would say videos, videos great and and really important. But I I know as a new business owner, like how scary that can be, and how you might not have a production budget, and you could be doing it kind of low, to, like low budget on your iPhone or whatever, which is great, and some amazing quality content can come from that. Um, but don't be afraid to also use graphics and use texts and like those types of things. And we see those actually do so well because now Instagram is actually reprioritizing the algorithm to be able to balance out both video and photos and all of these things. So I think what's more important than type of content is consistent content that your audience loves. So if, you know, I have had clients before who are, you know, in their fifties, And they're like, I absolutely will never take a video of me talking. You're never going to see it. And I'm like, that's fine. 
your audience doesn't want to see it either. Apparently what they want to see is they like, you know, they love pictures of your product. They love aesthetic photos. Um, they love POVs like, or behind the scenes, like that kind of stuff. So let's lean into that. You know, like you don't have to do everything. So what I think is the future is I think watching how, you know, our, our latest generation consumes content, I think will be informative of the future. Um, but I also think it's going to be about us balancing out the needs of what we think is, is the algorithm and I'm doing air quotes, um, the algorithm and how much of this is like actually the things that our consumers want and um, prioritizing that. I think also some of it is, you know, and I was talking with you about this before we hit record is like, what do you enjoy making? And like, where are you able to show up authentically as a creator? Because we are all creators, whether or not we want to be. And I feel like when you just put out content because you're like sloughing through it and you're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to post it. It's almost energetically that people can tell like you don't want to be doing it, but you you think you have to, you know, post on TikTok five times a day. So you're just posting yeah. the post. And it's funny because when you do something and it comes from, I think, a more genuine, authentic place, people relate to that. And it's almost better to, you know, show up once or twice. I mean, you can tell me mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Show up once or twice a week, but do it in such a place of joy and authenticity and genuine than to be like, I'm going to show up every single day, but I'm going to hate every second of it. Mm-hmm. I always make this joke and I don't mean to be crass, but I'm always like, if you're going to make reels at gunpoint, no one's going to want to watch them. <laughs> and so, <laughs> cause it's true. Like people will like, I've seen this where people make these like awful videos and like, like bless them for trying, but they make these like awful videos because they think that that's what people want. And like, no one wants to watch these videos where you look miserable, right? Like people, again, this goes back to the very first thing I said in this podcast, people are buying your energy. So it's like, if you go on TikTok and you're like, hi, like I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like, this is my packing an order. Like, Ooh, like nervous. People are going to be like, Oh God, like, no, I don't want to be part of this. But if you're like, hey, I am so passionate about my product and the reason I'm passionate about my product and that's why I'm packing this order today is because I know that this product changes lives. And this is the transformation I've seen people have or like, you know, these candles look amazing in people's homes and it's Christmas time and I can't wait to see what they look like in these people's homes, right? Like the energy there is so different. And if you can't show up on video and, you know, be animated and excited about what you're doing, just don't do video. Like find something else to do and your audience will respond to that. So, and you're totally right, Danielle. It's like, I always say it's so much better to post two or three times a week consistently than to post five times in one week and then never again. Because we want to see people like be consistent. We want to build the story with them. Like it's all about like your storytelling abilities or, you know, whoever you hire to do your social storytelling abilities and being able to bring that to life. And because that's what people are buying. People aren't buying a candle. They're buying the, the, the why behind you making these candles. They're buying the donation that isn't part of these candles. They're buying why this, this makes a big difference in your life. Like I've bought things from people that I don't even need because I love their story. So how do we maximize that and be able to share that story in a way that, again, doesn't seem like you're, you know, in a hostage situation, but like you're actually enjoying what you're doing. I would love to hear it. This is my like last deep question for you. And then I have a couple mm-hmm. of fun ones, but I would love to hear mm-hmm. how you can work with a social media agency like Social Snippet and you can authentically tell a story through someone else. How can you, how do you guys as social media managers and content creators and cultivators create authentic content 
that is telling, for example, my story, how like there, there is a certain like connect disconnect, right? Where it's like, I'm not the one hitting post. I'm not the one doing everything. So how do you guys do that to still portray authenticity and community and value? Mm, Great question. One of the things that I have been so impressed and blessed by is that a lot of our clients actually say that sometimes we can tell their stories better than that they can. And I think that our gift, uh, and I would say for many social media managers, but especially my team, is that we're able to look at your story and be able to tell you like why it's important and significant. Because for some of us, it's just our story, right? Like, you know, when I tell people, oh, like, you know, my background's in leadership and I did this, I did this. I don't actually think about it. Like, I don't think about even today, like I'm I'm actually like learning about myself because I'm like, wow, like I haven't actually thought about what it's been like to lead the team and how that's related to my past life, Mm. right? Like, but you pulled that out of me. And so in a similar way, when we work with our clients, it's we're pulling out of you the things that we know you have in you, that your story about your your product or your business or your why. Like we work with coaches. Like coaches, being a coach is one of the most personal businesses you can have, right? Like we cannot pretend to be them online if we tried. We can't show up in a story and be like, hee hee, like today I'm this person. Like no, like, like it's just, it's not good business. <laughs> but what we can do is like, you know, coach you on how to tell, like how to tell your story in a more authentic and transformational way. Like we can coach you on how to like bring you a little bit closer to that. You know, we can, like, we do a lot of the writing, but all of it comes from you. Like we'll ask you these questions. We'll ask you for feedback. So that's a, that's a big piece of it is that like, it's, it's a lot of conversation. And then by the end, like we know your brand just as well as you do. And we're champions for your brand. So whether you work with us or you work with somebody else, find somebody who's going to work on your brand and be a champion for it and be as invested in your business in a way that like I had a client recently say this to me and I just was so struck. She was like, Christina, you dream for my business bigger than I do. Hmm. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like, you know, she launched a book. She was like, I would have never had a book launch party if you hadn't helped me bring it to fruition. And I was like, oh, it's like nothing. You're just like launch a book. You know, you did all the writing. All I'm telling you to do is just book spaces. I'm just telling you. And she's like, I would have never like had the confidence to do that. Right. So it's like you want people who are going to champion this for you. And yeah, like we hit posts and we write the posts and we do all the content. But what's bigger is that, you know, we're in your business with you. We're your right hand when it comes to marketing and um, we're helping you build the community of your dreams. Mm, I love that. There's this quote that I've, mm. I've kind of learned to live by and it says, when you stop losing sleep about your client's success and care more about your own, that's when you have failed as a business owner. And mm. I realize like how much truth there is to that, that it's like we as business owners will sometimes you know, we could get so consumed in the like our bills or are this or are that, but we realize that if we don't have our clients to to do it for, then we don't have bills or we don't have a, you know, we don't have the yes. office. And so I think that's such a great, a great reminder there that, that the people who you're working with, you are literally working with your team with, they're in your corner. And as soon as those people yeah. stop being in your corner, then, then there's your sign. <laughs> And we always say that, Danielle, with prospective clients, when they ask what it's like to work together, I say, we're collaborators. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't work for you, right? Like, like I do, you pay me, but like, I don't work for you in the same way that like, my team doesn't work for me. Like, we're collaborators. And like, I typically, when I talk about my team, I talk to them about them, or if I do an E intro, they're my teammate. Like, and in the same way with my, my clients, it's like, I'm their, I'm a collaborator. I'm their right hand. Like, I like... I love their business like I love my business. I have, and like, not to get, because I, I know we're a bit over time, but I was gonna say like, I've fired clients before who I'm like, hey, like, I know that this is not working the way that 
we want it to work together and you're not meeting me where I need you to work. And because we're collaborators, I can't just do this for you, right? Like I I need you to step up because I want to see your business be successful and I want to see you make the money that you deserve to make, but you need to want that for yourself. And like, that's a wake up call, right? Like, you know, I, I would love that money. Like I, you know, I, I'm nowhere near my, uh, my yacht yet, Danielle. Like, so it's oh. like, I, <laughs> I, I, I love that money, but I want to do it with integrity and I want to do it with clients who are on the journey with me. And so I think that's the piece is like, I like, and, and find somebody who will work with you, no matter it's social media manager, an accountant, a lawyer, like whatever it is, find someone who's going to champion your business with you. I'm nodding my head right now because I, as like a really great last thought, I think that's, this is a great like way to put a bow on it is that the thought of like the people that you work with want to see your business succeed, but also in the sense that if they're holding a mirror up to you and you're not living up to your potential, then they might not want to keep working with you. And I've experienced that as Mm -hmm. a coach a lot and I'm sure you have as well. And, and, and to then Mm -hmm. have the fortitude and the foresight on your behalf to say, you're just not living up to your potential and therefore we're not living up to our potential. And, and, um, I think as any business owner walking away from a client, which equals money, which equals reputation, which equals a million other things is the hardest thing to do. And so I, I wholeheartedly commend you for that because Mm -hmm. that comes from a lot of strength and wisdom. Um, Okay, fun questions. Let's end this on a really fun note because I feel like that oh, was that was like, oh my gosh, my heart was like, ooh, this was big. Okay, so I like to end every episode with three fun questions, um, just kind of about you and your business. Rapid fire. Don't even think twice about them. But number okay. one, who is your dream client or brand that you would love to share your magic with? Oh God, so many people just came into mind at one time. Uh, uh, I, I think t- truthfully the like my dream, dream brand would be to work with like a Lori Harder, like someone yeah. who is making huge impact on people and, um, being behind that and helping them be able to message it. Ooh, love that. Okay. Lori, let's make this happen. We'll make some. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, number two, if your business received $10,000 tomorrow as a grant, it's yours mm-hmm. to spend, it's yours to keep, it's yours to do whatever you want with it. What would you do with it? Mm. Wow. Oh gosh. Somebody, again, I'm like, well, uh, so I think what I would do is I would like, so we're working in a, a website revamp right now. Mm. Um, so I think it would be, it would be building out like our, our, our more website more kind of holistically. So not only our, our blog content and all of that, but uh, leaning into more resources for people, like it's so that people have lots of options and stuff so that when they get to the page and um, that support our courses and all of that. And websites are so expensive if done well. It blows my mind because mm-hmm. I need to redo mine. And I'm every time I like go to get a quote, I'm like, oh, good lord. <laughs> yeah, I have some ref- I have some recommendations for you after this if perfect. you want to chat, okay, chat about perfect. them. Yeah, we'll connect. Um, last question: If you could go back and tell your younger self something, what age would you be, and what would you say to her? So it's not that, that much younger, but I'm, I'm going to say 22 Mm -hmm. and I would tell her like, it is impossible to plan for the future and that like, you don't need to see the whole staircase. Mm. Cause I think for younger me, I was so focused on the fact that I needed to be in school longer and needed a master's degree and I needed to like, I needed to firm up a job. And now I look back and and nothing, I'm a huge believer in nothing wasted. Uh, Everything has led me to this point, but if I had been more flexible, I wonder if I would have been here sooner. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for everything still. Mm, 
I think that's the most, that's the theme I hear the the most is that we all want to just tell ourselves it's going to be okay. And that's in that, like all of this worry that we feel daily or that we felt like we're, we're all going to be okay. Like that's such a mm-hmm. beautiful message to end it on. Mm-hmm. Christina, mm. you're one of my favorite conversations I've ever had in my whole life. Where can everyone connect with you so that they can feel this level of joy if they want to work with you in social snippet? Please pimp yourself out. Give us all the details and we'll link everything, of course, in the show notes. Okay. Well, firstly, I want to say thank you so much for having me because it's not often that you get to hear a speaker and then the speaker asks you to be on the pod on their podcast because I was totally fangirling you afterwards. So, um, so, so happy to be like connected in each other's networks because I, I think that this is the most beautiful part of community. Um, and where everybody can find me, I'm best on Instagram at, at Christina.bartold or at the social snippet. Spell my name with a K. And, uh, or you can also find me on my podcast, which Danielle will be on shortly which is the build your digital community podcast. And that's where we talk about all things like online marketing and and growing your business online. So, um, if you like the conversation today, definitely hit me up over there because, uh, I talk about many of the same things. Amazing. And are you guys accepting new clients? Oh, always, always. But accepting new clients, 100% and people who are like ready to make big impact in their businesses. Cause those are my favorite kind of people, which I assume are your listeners. That's you guys. So head on over I'm going to tag Christina in the show notes, tag social snippet in the show notes. Christina, thank you so, so much. And I can't wait to go on to your show and just keep chatting with you forever and ever. Can't wait. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the She First World podcast. If you loved it and we hope you did, don't forget to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast, send this to a friend and share us on social tagging me at danielle.stead. Until next time, talk soon besties.